Thank you for coming today to uh, Bible Curriculum College, uh, Faith to Faith. I'll be reading from Faith to Faith Daily Devotional from kcm.org. Please uh, patronage them. I'm Fernando, your instructor. Let's go ahead and we're going to read September 4th and 5th of these articles that are magnificent and wonderful uh, people that have put their 50 years of experience down on paper so we can have an easy Bible study as we get ready and go to work, get ready and go to school, get ready and walk around in the neighborhood and get our daily meal, our daily food, nourishment through God's Word. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father in heaven, splendor and majesty are before you. Strength and joy are your dwelling place. Lord God in the heavens, let that be our instruments of praise, Lord, and give you thanksgiving for your majesty that you live before us, around us, and you love us so much you sent your son to die for us. And fix us up, Lord, that it will never be a problem again. Sin will never be a problem again. Hallelujah, Lord God in the heavens. Uh, shame will never be a problem again. Downcast will not work in this place where you have given us your joy. You have given us your peace, and we take it, Lord. We say, yes, Lord, we receive that peace that passes all understanding as the gift through Jesus Christ to us. Amen. Let God be glorified by Gloria Copeland. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, and Matthew 15, 30 to 31. Here we go. And Jesus went forth and moved with compassion, and he healed their sick. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. I bet you there was a lot of uh, pets. People love their pets. And uh, I bet you Jesus, they just automatically got healed. <laughs> um, religious tradition says that God gets glory when we bear up nobly under the agony of sickness and disease. But that's not what the Bible says. It says God gives glory when the blind see and the lame walk and the maimed are made whole, period. There's no gray lines with God. He's a mighty, mighty God. In India or Africa where people haven't been taught those kind of religious traditions, when someone stands up and announces, I come to you as a messenger from the Most High God, people believe what he has to say. When they hear that Jesus, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, shed his blood for them, when they hear that, that he sent his messenger to tell them that he'll deliver them from sin and sickness and death, today, they get excited. They don't argue with the Word of God. So, you know what happens? People begin to get healed. People start throwing away their crutches and finding, flinging off their bandages. When we learn to hear the word of God like that, the same thing will happen to us. God is no respecter of person. His word works for everyone. It's how we receive it that makes the difference. Amen. Okay, let's go ahead and move ahead into uh, 
This reads September 5th. Start speaking faith now. Start speaking faith now. Matthew chapter 12, verses 34 to 35. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bring forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bring forth evil things. Words won't work without faith any more than faith will work without words. It takes them both to put the law of faith in motion. Many believers don't realize that. They'll continue to speak words of doubt and unbelief. Then they'll jump up one day and say a couple of faith words and expect mountains to move. And to their dismay, they don't. Why not? Because as Matthew 12, 35 says, it's the words that come from the heart that produce results. The person who just throws in a couple of faith words now and then isn't speaking them from the abundance of his heart. So, they're not effective. Does that mean you shouldn't start speaking words of faith until you're sure you have the faith to back them? No, speaking words of faith is good spiritual exercise. If you want to receive healing by faith, for example, fasten your mind on your mouth of the Word of God where your health is concerned. Instead of talking about how miserable you feel, quote Isaiah 53.5, say, Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, praise God, I was healed. Past tense, folks. If you continue to meditate on those words and continue to say them, the truth in them will begin to sink in. They'll, they'll take root in your heart and begin to grow. And eventually, you really will be speaking from the abundance of your heart. What that, when that happens, it won't matter what the circumstances look like. You know you have what you've been believing for, and the devil himself won't be able to talk you out of it. You'll cross the line from hope to faith, and you'll start seeing those mountains move. Woohoo! All right, folks, today is the uh, beginning of the week, so let's go ahead and we're going to memorize Isaiah 53.5. As we say those words, we're going to have uh, belief and faith that God will honor His Word. And as we say a word, the Word will come alive in due season, just like a farmer. We got seeds here. Isaiah 53.5 is a seed. We're going to plant it in our hearts as a family of God. Ready? Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. Say that. Say, Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. Pick up your hands and say it. Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, praise God, I was healed. Amen. Okay, that's the scripture. There, I'm going to put in a little three by five card. I'm going to go take a walk and I'm going to apply it to memory. I'm going to look at it in a different translation, see if I can uh, easily consume it more easily. I may even memorize it in Spanish for that's my original tongue. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to go ahead and read Psalms, the literature in Psalms. Let's see if it coincides with today's reading. We're starting with Psalm 5, which that's 
the original that I started with was Psalm 5 with the King James Bible. And a lot of people have put a lot of music to it. There's a song out there that Maranatha does that it just thrills me. Uh, when they sing Psalm 5, you can find it. It says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry. My King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. For thou art not a God that has pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak, leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for us, we will come into the house of the Lord in the multitude of his mercy. And in, the, in thy fear will we worship towards his holy temple. Lead us, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of our enemies, make the way straight and plain before our face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wicked. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. They destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will thou compass him as with a shield. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. You agree? Say amen. Now we move to Psalm 35. A Psalm of David. Please <clears throat> plead my cause, O Lord. Plead with my cause with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Draw out the spear and stop the way against them that persecuted me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be a shaft before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause they had hid for me their net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares, and let his net that he has hid catch himself. Into the very destruction let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, it shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which delivers the poor from him that is too strong for him? Yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoiled him. False witness did rise up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good, to the spoiling of my soul. 
But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into my own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourned for his mother. But in my adversity, they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. Yea, the abjects gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me and cease and cease not. With hypocritical mockers and feasts, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long wilt thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destruction, my darling from the lions. I will give thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Let not, let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace, but they devise deceitful matters against them. They are quiet in the land. Yea, they opened their mouth wide against me and said, Aha, aha, our eye has seen it. This thou hast seen, O Lord, keep not silent. O Lord, be not far from me. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even unto my cost, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, so would we have it. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yeah, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness all the day long. Again, everyone say this with me. Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Again, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Again, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Amen. What does that mean? That means uh, there's a verse that coincides with that verse here on Psalm 37. That means that the Lord will delight in your walk. That he will have fun and humor with you. That's what that means. The Lord who's all loving, all in all, the maker of the world, will likes to spend time with you and and be your sidekick. Yep, you gotta watch out how he kicks you. Or you Amen. Let's see. Those who wait upon the Lord shall inherit yet in a little while the wickedness see. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. All right. I haven't been able to find that scripture, but it's in here somewhere. About that the Lord delighted in the walk of the righteous. You know, he helps us to be happy. Oh, here it goes. The steps of good men are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. Amen. So we look at different translations. So that's exactly what it says. The, 
The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So our responsibility, how do we get the orders of the day, the marching orders? How do we apply them? By going back into our memories and how many times the Lord has brought saving uh, prayers or miracles to us that has done accomplished things for us. You know, we, we tally, Lord, I thank you for providing this. I thank you for paying the bills here. I thank you for providing a full tank of gas. I thank you for providing the vehicle, a free vehicle with a full tank of gas. Two cars, three cars, four cars. The Lord is in the car business. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. So the Holy Spirit is telling me that God rejoices when he gives us something. And we can go back and remember the things he's given us. A job, a child, uh, uh, an answered prayer. And we delight in it and he will delight with us. And guess what, folks? We just set ourselves up for new adventures. New things coming our way. Amen. Boy, you guys make me happy. Amen. Let's go ahead and move to Psalm 65. If you will, please, please track with me. I am long-winded. Praise waited for thee, O God in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgression, thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest, and causeth to approach unto thee that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. By terrible things in righteousness will thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are afar off upon the sea, which by his strength set it fast the mountains, being girded with power, which stilleth the noises of the sea, the noise of their waves and the tumult of the people. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts are afraid of thy tokens. Thou makes the outgoings of the morning and evening <clears throat> to rejoice. Thou visitest the earth and water it. Thou greatly enriches it with the rivers of God, which is full of water. Thou prepares them corn when thou hast so provide for it. Thou waterest the ridges thereof abundantly, thou settlest the furrows thereof, thou makest it soft with showers, thou blessest the springing thereof. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy path drop fatness. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks, the valleys also are covered over with corn. They shout for joy. They also sing. Amen. Woo. It says that the hills, did you get that? That the hills are alive and they're singing, especially when they get rained upon. And you know what? If they're singing, they're probably praying. And if they're praying, it is good to get out there and join in like under a tree and meditate and read John chapter 14, 15, 16, 17, and John, 1 John, uh, five chapters, one, two, three, four, five. If you do that under a tree, I promise you that it happened to me, your financial woes will be over. 
read it under a tree loud out loud be embarrassed be humble be humble okay moving on to psalm 95 oh come let us sing unto the lord let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms for the lord is a great god and a great king above all gods in his hands are the deep places of the earth the strength of the hills is his also the sea is his and he made it and his hands formed the land O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hands. For today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this, this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Amen. All right, now we're going to move to Psalm 125. And we're, we're done, okay? They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed but abide it forever. As the mountains are around about Jerusalem, so the Lord is around about his people from henceforth even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good, and to them that are upright in their heart as for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways. The Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity, but peace shall be upon Israel. Amen. You know, I've been reading these since, oh, practically going on 40 years, off and on, about 80% of the time in the last 40 years. And I get a fool. I used to ask a question when I used to be in real estate in the early 80s. I used to ask myself, why did I not have a desire to buy that um, FHA $125,000 for unit apartment building? You know, they were very inexpensive in the early 80s when I, you know, there was a recession and I, I went from a union job and left it at 17% interest. And, and started working in real estate, selling real estate. Why? Because I have faith I can do it. Well, everybody, I should have took advice and done both a little, uh, a little at a time to everything and concentrate, you know. And, but I did make it in real estate, but I did lose that house, you know, that I did own. But what I'm telling you is I was wondering... By the way, God, I was so behind on my payments that I asked God to help me. But I asked him to help me for eight, nine months. I changed the screens. I was trying to sell the house, and I needed to get enough to pay the, the back $10,000 in the arrears and to pay the, uh, and give me enough money to find a place to live. 
And, and I love this house. You were falling in love with the house. I love that house. And it was, it, and I, and I prayed and I cleaned the rugs. I left all the appliances there. I left the Kirby vacuum cleaner for the people. I put all new screens around the house. And I was just constantly, my actions was constantly fixing the house. And then I was praying under the tree. I was raking the leaves and I was saying, Father, help me to sell this house. And the presence of God came down like a beautiful wave, like an anointing. It hit me. Ah, God answered. And he said, he didn't say he just, I just knew that I knew the house was sold. But it wasn't sold. But I knew it was sold. I got to give you my left arm. This house is sold. And a lot of you have received things like that from God. Now, I analyzed my actions. My actions kept cleaning and believing that God was going to fix this. So, if you have a car broken down, wash it and wax it and, and, and thank God for it. And do your Bible studies in it. And before you know it, he'll bring people to help you fix it. He did me a Mercedes-Benz, my son. I told him, don't buy that car, son. It's got too many miles. Oh, no, Dad. You had a Mercedes-Benz in your real estate days. You know, my teenage son. And he said, yeah. And he goes, you don't want me to have a, you know, son, that I just have a bad feeling about that car. Two weeks later, that car is in his father-in-law's driveway. And he calls me, Dad, the car won't move. <laughs> So I thought about it, and uh, so I prayed about it. I'm in Los Angeles. He's 300 miles away, and he's working Taco Bell, and he's he's got he's 18 years old. He's got his wife, and they they got married at 18, 19, 20, and he's got his wife and their little baby, and they're so happy, and they don't have a car. I wanted to give him my little Corolla I was driving at the time, but. I go, here, don't buy that car. Take over these payments on this car. I just bought it. I'll, you know, I'll take a loss on it. But, you know, no, they, they wanted the Mercedes-Benz. Anyway, I got on my knees and I prayed God and I thank God that the problem was way up there. So I was I was driving truck and I was assigned to go up to the Oxnard uh, area and make some deliveries to some stores, grocery stores, and come back down. So... I was praying over there and thinking about the car, how we're going to fix it. I didn't even open the hood in the car. I was able to fix it. Oh, Lord, fix it from over here. You know, in our work, we get distributed into different... Uh, we go to San Diego. We go up to the desert. We go to Las Vegas sometimes here and there. With You never know what, uh, what the stores you're going to visit the next day. And this has never happened before. I went up to the Oxnard area once and I saw a little a little shop on the road that sold Mercedes-Benz, almost exactly like the one he bought, older models. And I had a half hour, I pulled over with my semi and parked in front and, I, and met this wonderful German tall man who just loved his work. And he took me through this shop and he told me all about the cars and how he started and told me about the manufacturing in Germany and so forth. He just loved the cars and he just loved fixing them and selling them. And I really got blessed. And I told him about the problem with the car. I said, it's this kind of car. And he goes, and he goes to the back. You know, it's probably this this thing right here. It's, uh, it's a fuel 
a modulator or something like that. He goes, they usually go out on those cars. He says, I have one here that I, he's checked this out. I have one here that I had sent out to have it reconstructed. But something told me not to put it in that car and we ordered a new one. And I have this left, it's been hanging around for a while. I've been waiting. And I said, oh yeah, thanks. And I didn't have any money and I didn't know how to ask him to give it to me. Well, I had money, but I wanted a God to do a miracle. I left and I said, oh God, I lost the opportunity. And I, the next day they send me back up there. The next day, and we go through the same thing, he just starts showing me more things and then finally ask him, hey, can I have that thing? He said, sure, he gave it to me. I, I UPSed it up to the father-in-law 300 miles away. And I said, and, and then when, and I was walking out and I asked the mechanic, I said, so where is this thing? He goes, it's in back of that giant battery in back of the firewall. Huh, <coughs> that, that was a miracle in itself. So I sent the instructions and I sent it to the uh, to the father-in-law of the girl. It was in their driveway. And he installed it, put it on, and got the car running. The third day, back in L.A., back at the ranch, the third day has never happened before. Randomly, in different dispatchers, I get sent up to Oxnard again on the third day. Resurrection day. And I'm thinking... Wow. And this time, I went straight to my delivery. I didn't stop to see the, the man. And uh, I figured, wow, how am I going to compensate it? And then the, I had paperwork to go pick up Italian fresh, fresh baked bread for the stores. I went over there and I picked up the bread. And when I went to go sign in, I asked the lady, I said, hey, can I have some bread? I want to give some bread to a friend. And this beautiful lady just being with joy. She said, sure. She got two big chopping cars and filled it up with every kind of beautiful bread you can have. She was just so touched that I wanted their kind of bread, you know, artesian bread and, and pumpkin bread and this bread. And she just loaded me up with two big, remember the old grocery bags, big ones. And I, I went, make a long short, even longer story. Got in the truck, I went over to his place, I picked up those two big bags, and he had a lot of little mechanics working for him, and I went towards him, and I said, here, here's your pay for that electronic gadget you gave me. And he was so happy, and I was so happy, and everybody was so happy. <laughs> and fast forward, a couple of years later, that same car, my son comes over to visit me, and the brakes go out. Ugh. You know, it's, you know what I mean. Uh, and, and so here, take my Corolla and I'll fix your car. I actually wanted to drive that car too. You know, I was fascinated about those cars. So I got it. I put brakes on it with a bunch of, you know, and I got it going and so forth. And then I was driving. I, I started driving for another company up in Northern California. And my son still for a year or two years still had my Corolla and I had his car. And my Corolla bounced too much so my back hurting and the Mercedes didn't. So we, we were both happy. And the, the car kept giving trouble. I took the car to have oil change and the guys called me and said, the car won't start. I said, what do you mean don't start? I left it running right in front of your place for, and for you just to put it in the stall. So I had to go over there and they had sprayed things in the ignition and everything and try to get the thing going. And somehow they, some kid 
It was already worn out. It was ready to go out. I knew you had to play with it, jiggle it. So I, I'd had it towed to my place, and there you go. I'm having my Bible studies in there on the weekends. I'm driving truck, but I'm, I'm walking to, to work because it's only an hour and a half. I tell you, folks, that was the one of the most beautiful times in my life when different drivers gave me the, a ride, that two-mile drive. I had to be up with enthusiasm and with faith and that I was worth the salt to give a ride to. I would compliment the guys and I liked myself more when I was in need of a ride. And I would they would give me a ride back to this ranch. We were all staying in this ranch. Uh, a lot of us drivers sleeping because the workload was so heavy, you know, 15 hours a day. So we just barely had enough time to commute and it was easier to camp, you know, have little trailers there. And, but I really, I noticed that I had to up my faith, up my belief that I can get it right up. And it got to be fun when I'm just, okay, God, I said, who am I going to ask to give me a right two miles away? So it was easy for the drivers to drop me off and they were happy. And we had about three, 400 truck drivers there. And uh, finally, I, I, after four weeks of Bible studies in the weekend, when my day's off inside the truck, washing and cleaning the, the Mercedes Benz that doesn't move in, in it, and, you know, in it. And finally, what happened is one of the drivers had a dad that drank, and he came to, uh, to visit with him in his little trailer. And I said, man, how can the, both of the guys be in there in that hot little trailer? I'm thinking, I had an air conditioner. And finally, I got to be friends with the guy that was drinking. He came over here, and he says, what's wrong with the car? I said, well, the ignition. He goes, well, isn't there a place down right there that, that says right there, Lexus parts and stuff? Yeah, I haven't had a chance. He goes, come on, I'll take you. And here we go. And we were best of friends. Go over there. We went to the place, and I thought they were going to charge me four or $500 for the part. I had to go buy the ignition out of the Mercedes-Benz with the key. When we got there... We start sheepishly. I say, I asked for mats, for the mat at the back of the truck. And the guy kind of just looked down. He was hoping he'd sell a transmission or a motor or something really huge. And his countenance just dropped at the counter, you know, the, the technician there. And then finally the drunk says, I was a drunk too, but he was actively drinking. He says, Fernando, he goes, don't forget, don't forget that part we came for. Uh, what part is that? And I'm acting the thing. He goes, the ignition. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need a little ignition for the thing in there. You know, I didn't want to get gouged for the price because I had gone to the Mercedes-Benz and they gave me their prices over there. And the guy's, oh, okay, I got one. He went and got it and he sold it and he gave it to us. Under $100, we walked out with mats, ignition and everything. I went over there. I bought a little tool, especially to get that steering wheel off, slapped it in, and I changed the ignition. We had two keys, but I'm telling you, the house, the car, the rides, it's, we need to use our faith, and reading these, these words here, these pronunciations of these words of the Old Testament, God is in the word, God, and we make them come alive on our knees. We thank God for all the past successes and triumphs he'd done in our lives even if we messed up 
No big deal. He doesn't see the mess-ups. He just loves them. Do you see your children's mess-ups when they come, they tell you, I love you, and they're progressing in some kind of... You want them progressing. You want them taking develop, don't you? You want them happy adventuring, don't you? You want them enjoying this, this life. Amen. And to have, give respect, right? The Father does the same thing with us. He loves us. He cares for us. Whew, I didn't expect for this to be this long. I got to get out there and do my exercise. And by the way, on exercise, just get out there and move. Write it down on your calendar. An hour of, of exercise. You know, do it doesn't take long for you to wear the body down and get the, the molecular structure going down. A rebounder, walking, um, light weights, sit-ups, push-ups, jumping jacks, just a little bit of everything. Let's pray to the Our Father, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. I love you.